Amen. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, we just love you. We thank you, Father. We ask that you break open the bread of life uh, from heaven, Lord. We want to hear from you, Lord. And Lord, we don't want to hear from a man, but we want to hear from your spirit to help us, to heal us in every way, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And we thank and praise you, Father. And we give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. We were going to talk about being an intercessor today. Amen. Intercession. You know, if you don't hold this job in high esteem, you should. Uh, we're going to, I hope God's going to reveal to you today how much he depends on the intercessor. It's an important job. It's one of the most important jobs that you could ever have. I believe uh, the job of an intercessor is what, it carries way more weight than the apostle, the prophet, all of them. Because, you know, intercession comes from the heart of God. You can't be an intercessor unless you know the heart of God. Because you have to pray the heart of God. You have to, you have to understand a, through a relationship with God what God's wants are. God wants to bless everybody. Amen. He doesn't want to punish people. And so he uses intercessors throughout time, uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. God has always used intercessors to uh, bring mercy upon a group or, or people. So God is saying in this hour, will you pray? Amen. Can I find an intercessor? Will you pray? Will you make that sacrifice? Will you heal the land? Will you save the land? Will you save the people? So God is always looking for intercessors to save people and to save the land, save your city. Intercessors can save this nation. You know, this nation don't need anything except prayer. And God is always depending on intercessors to get the job done. Amen? Why? So we can save humanity and lead peaceable lives, peaceable lives in all honesty. All God wants is his truth to prevail. That's all he wants. He wants people to come out of sin, and he wants them to know truth so that the truth can set people free. But it's not just truth that sets people free, but it's the understanding of truth. Isn't that different? The understanding of truth that sets men free. And God wants all men free. Amen. He doesn't want to withhold anything from uh, the people. You know, he, God is not angry with anybody. He is not mad. Even those who are in, uh, those who are in sin, God wants uh, prayer for you. And this is the, the role of the intercessor. And so I would never, ever turn down uh, an opportunity to pray. You know, when you get a prayer assignment, you pray. You don't ask questions. You don't ask to, to not pray. Who, who asks to not want to pray? So you always pray. Amen? And, and I always thought that it was an honor for God to use me when, when I found out we were intercessors for life. I thought that was an honor. Amen? Now, sometimes you don't sit in a position where you are honored or that you are appreciate it 
but that has to come from God. Amen. And so you have to understand your call. Amen. Know that you are anointed to do the job. And you have to understand that God called you for such a time as this that he did not make a mistake. And he loves the intercessors. He lo- And he depends thoroughly on your intercession. And so I'm hoping that uh, most of us I know take the job very seriously. Amen. But I've never heard of a true intercessor that don't want to pray or miss, keep missing your prayer opportunity. You need those of you that's doing that. Stop it. Amen. Just stop it. You don't miss your prayer. I just get mad. Don't pray anymore. It's ridiculous because God is expecting his intercessors to bridge the gap. And that word gap means breach. So there's a breach in society, you know, on a, a, a na- even on a national level. There's a breach in the world. And God is, is looking for us intercessors to bridge that gap, you know, and to cover the people. But you can, you know, intercessors have to have the love in their hearts. And sometimes when you have problem praying or problem keeping your prayer time or problem wanting to do the job, it's because maybe you're not walking in love. So I don't mean to try to make anybody feel bad, but this is a critical time that we're living in. And we need to forget about what we have to do and make prayer a priority because God looks at it as a priority. And I hope through some of the scriptures we um, make that decision to rededicate ourselves to God and to intercession. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. Give God a praise. Because it's a it's a high high job. Amen. It's a high call. It's not a low call at all. Amen. But see sometimes people want to get their flesh involved in in massage, but this ain't the job. This is not the job that gets, you know, a lot of fanfare. And so by now we shouldn't even expect that. Amen. But do the job. Hallelujah. God needs intercessors. Not that he is incomplete. God's not incomplete. God doesn't have a need. He's sovereign. And he has a, he's, he's uh, operating out of the, he is the fullness. So God does not have a need. We have a need, but he doesn't. But he wants every soul saved. He doesn't want people to die in their sin. And that's why intercessors were brought into um, this uh, existence, is to help people when they have lost their way. Amen? And it's a job that you just don't quit on. You you know, you, you might not be able to get your specific time to your liking. But do like I do. Put your stuff down and say, oh, boy, here we are again. And just go because, you know, you, this it's a sacrifice. And so you just have to, if you're called to, and I know everybody here is, you have to take, put, this is top priority. This is not something you can play with. Amen. And don't do that. And if you've been doing it, repent and stop. Amen. And take this job seriously because God needs the intercessor. Amen. Not to complete him, but to complete the world, complete, you know, situations. You know, we go in and we uh, take situations and we offer them up to the Lord. And some, it's a hedge. We, we create a hedge 
for man. And God is, is asking who will make up the head and who will stand in the gap for the sake of humanity. Amen. God wants supplication for all men. And God wants you to pray and to intercede, not just for the righteous, but this is the thing. God wants you to pray for the unrighteous as well. Amen. He's worried about them more. He's not worried about us, but he's worried about the unrighteous. And so some people in some churches, they're good about praying for their needs and praying for what they need. And that's fine. So do we. But we need to be praying for the unrighteous. Those people, and we have family members that are not serving God. And we need to be standing in the gap for them. Amen? Hallelujah. And so this is why God needs intercessors, and he is calling intercessors. He takes this job very seriously. Amen? And when you play with, play with a job that God has given you, you're playing with God. And we just need to repent and stop it. Amen? Hallelujah. The knowledge of truth is what set men free the, and the understanding of truth is what god wants and this is why he uses the intercessor to to expose sin and yeah maybe everybody won't like you but you're not in this for the like get used to it amen you should be used to that by now <laughs> but for the knowledge of truth is what makes men free and the knowledge and the understanding but if, if our foundation is destroyed, then what will we do? If our foundation is destroyed, what will we do? You know what destroys a foundation? Wickedness destroys a foundation. And this is why God is dependent on his intercessors. He called them. And he knows who you are. And he speaks by his Holy Spirit. And he instructs. Don't ever play down an instruction from God. Don't ever try to keep uh, ignoring your prayer time. Because God is dependent on intercessors to set the record straight and to plead the cases and the causes of men who don't know him. This is not just for those who are, are righteous, but this is for the unrighteous. Amen? And so we need to stand our ground. Uh, first thing an intercessor should know is you have to be bold and you have to stand your ground. You can't back away and just say, oh, well, you know, forget these people. You can't, you have to walk in love. You have to have the love of God that's shed in your heart, abroad, in your heart. And so you have to have that. But sin shakes a foundation. Amen. Abortion, things like sin, like abortion, murder, these kind of things. A Roe versus Wade decision. Amen. All of these things, I could list a, a few more, you know, but I won't. But you know what's on the top of the list. You know, it, these things shake a foundation of a nation. But I'm telling you, in our prayers, the prayers of the intercessor is enough power to turn things back around amen to get a country back on its foundation and i believe uh god is going to even ask you to pray more so stop running from your prayer time stop running from your prayer partner stop trying to piss them off so they won't call you no more amen because this is for you your neck is on the line not theirs amen so so we need to take this seriously and i'm not trying to mess with anybody 
I'm just warning you. Consider this a warning. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus has the highest job, wouldn't you say? And he's an intercessor. The Bible says that he lives to make intercession for us, sitting at the right hand of the Father. God is looking for intercessors to save the Lamb. God is saying, who will go? Who will answer the call? Who will pray? Who will intercede for a city? Who will intercede for the land? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, everybody should say, here am I, God, I'll go. That's what everybody should have in their hearts. God, I'll do it. Amen. Because we've been trained. And it shouldn't bug us. I just look at this one more prayer partner. Hey, just one more prayer partner. You know what I'm saying? But you have to put this first because it's important. Let's go to Isaiah 59. Hallelujah. And I'm hoping people will see through the scriptures the importance of intercession. You don't have to be a fancy person to intercede. All you have to do is have a right kind of heart. Amen. Isaiah 59, verse 16. And it says, he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him and his own righteousness. It sustained him for he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head hallelujah in other words god saw that there was no one no man and wondered if there was an intercessor the people of this city had gone on their way and filled uh filled with their own their lives were filled with their own devices in other words and god sees all things he knows when a people have gone too far or they're getting to the brink of sin where the foundation is being shaken are y'all here today and when he sees this coming he will call for his intercessors he'll give us a new prayer he just did that yesterday don't ever frown up at the new prayer that's just add that to your old stuff you ought to know the old stuff by heart anyway quit complaining and pray amen the highest job that you could ever have you know, if Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father doing it, then you sit on the left. You sit wherever you feel comfortable with God, but you do your job too. Amen? He's doing his job. You sit there and you do your job. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ezekiel 22. And I'm trying to build a foundation so that you'll understand what I believe God has spoken to me about intercession. Ezekiel 22 verse 29 it says and the people of the land have used oppressions and see these are things these are examples of things that that um break down and shake a foundation oppression committed robbery and mistreated the poor and the needy amen and they wrongfully oppressed the stranger. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land. And I should not destroy it, 
but I found no one. Sound familiar? Amen. We all need to repent. Verse 31. Therefore, I have poured out my indignation on them. Hello. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds on their own head, saith the Lord God. He has recompensed their sin. In other words, those seeds that have been sown will come back on them. Amen. And sometimes it could be a three, four, two-fold recompense. Whatever. That doesn't always go the right way. You understand? It goes both ways, good and bad. And so God is saying that the oppressors and the people who sin, the wicked, evil, and evildoers had done many things to shift a foundation. But he could find no one to pray. Amen. He found no one. Hallelujah. So the people of the land have experienced and have been um, experienced. They had a robbery, oppression. You know, we see it all the time. Now we're seeing murders every other week. And these are the things that shake a foundation in a nation. Amen. And so God is calling for his intercessors to pray, to get this, the people back on the foundation, to come into the hearts of man, so that man will change, get their hearts changed toward God. Amen. Are y'all here today? Amen. To raise the standard back and, and bridge the gap before the Lord. Hallelujah. Before the land is destroyed. I'm just going to tell you like it is. But he says, I found none, because everybody's busy. He found none. Amen. We all need to repent. Hallelujah. Proverbs 1. Let's go there. I just hope you take uh, your prayer time very seriously. Even if you get extra added uh, assignments, and that's going to happen. Amen. That's going to happen. But it's a good thing because I, I'm just happy that, at, and I want to know that God is with me. Yeah. Amen. Proverbs 129. He, he doesn't ask everybody to do everything. Hallelujah. And Proverbs, and I'm just trying to build a little platform here so that we'll understand what's going on in the seriousness of the uh, time that we're living in amen but you see back in the old testament this happened before <laughs> we they lived in a time look at sodom and gomorrah and so it was a time where the sin was so rapid it destroyed a whole city because that foundation was so shaken and so destroyed that it was hard to build it back up amen and so this is what what's going on today proverbs 129 Let's see, where am I at? It says, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Are y'all here? Amen. And see, when a nation gets shaken, you see it every day. People act like there's no God. They don't have the fear of the Lord. They take a life in a minute. And they, you know, leave you for dead. It's just, but I know intercession can bring it back. And so I'm hoping after this that uh, more people will not 
despise where they are. Because if you're an intercessor, you're in a good place. Amen. And despise every, let's do 29 again. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel. And he talks, he's talking about the people in the city. And despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way. It's a, 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 a scary thing when God t- give you what you want. <laughs> when he say, okay, I'll give you the fruit of your own way. And, and you notice that, that self-reliance that we like to have. God says, okay, you can have whatever you say, not what I say. <clears throat> it's not God's way, but sometimes if you push God, he'll let you have what it is that you're living for. Amen. And let's see, in verse 30, I'll do that again. It says, and they would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whatever, whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear or evil. Isn't that peaceful to know? Amen. All you have to do is just listen to God and obey God. Amen. So this bothered God that they would harvest their seeds sown, that they chose their own way. It bothers God. God don't want to punish nobody. He loves everybody. God loves the sinner as well as he loves the righteous. And he doesn't want to punish people. He just does. That's not in his nature. That's Satan's nature, to kill and punish, persecute and hurt. It's not God's. God's nature is to save and to love. Amen? His nature is to help and to bless and to prosper. And so God looked down and he saw what was happening in the world and he was disappointed and hurt and so this is why he called for an intercessor and he said is there just one is there one that i can call that i can depend on to pray and shift the foundation back to the way it was amen hallelujah and this is why god calls intercessors God wants us to seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Amen? Hallelujah. But this is God. He's always going to be looking for an intercessor. It's not, and you don't have to be formally called. <laughs> Just pray. Amen? Just pray. Hallelujah. And this is Jesus' ministry today. His biggest ministry. But it has to come. Intercession has to come out of the love of God. Let's go to First Timothy. Verse 2. I mean, First Timothy 2. Hallelujah. Sure is quiet in this Presbyterian church. First Timothy 2, verse 1. Still, I'm, I'm trying to build something, some understanding. And it says in First Timothy 2, 1, Therefore I exhort... First of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks 
be made for all men. And I think what God wants us to know is he wants to save all men. He's not mad at anybody. Amen. Now, he does get mad, but but God is calling men to salvation. He wants us to pray for all men, not just specific people or a specific group. You know, when you're an intercessor, you eventually get around to praying for everything that God has laid before you because that's your mission. Amen. That is our mission, to pray for everything, you know, uh, everything that's on your list. You don't want to leave not one name out. And so this is God's heart. When you uh, intercede for people, especially people you don't even know, when you intercede for this land and for the people, you know, you're touching the heart of God. And you're bringing God's heart before the people. Amen. And see, it's the goodness of God that leads to men to salvation. So when people understand that they're being forgiven because God thought so much of them that he called intercessors to pray for them, that leads to salvation, the goodness of God. Amen? Because when all God wants people to do is repent. And when, amen, and when you repent, God just, he wipes the slate clean. Amen? But he has to have a man. That, you know, when I say man, I don't mean a man per se, but men or women, because there's no male or female in Christ. I wish people would stop thinking that, because it ain't. But when, you, when, when God calls a man, he is um, calling a person that's going to bridge the gap. If there's a gap, the gap is sin, and he's going to, you know, grab, grab my hand. He's bridging this gap. The, this gap, amen, is people who don't know the Lord and who have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's who we were not long ago, amen? But God is using intercessors, people like you and me, to bridge this gap, amen? And you have to have the love of God in your heart because some of these people, you know, you don't be like, uh, what's his name, that went to Nineveh, Jonah. Because he wasn't, he wasn't feeling it. Amen. <laughs> he just was not feeling it. And kill them all. They're all sinners. Have you ever felt like that? I have. Yeah, it's just whack them. You know. <laughs> You know, it's make, make my day easier because my list is long, you know. But God calls intercessors to bridge that gap. And this is the thing that we should keep on our minds. That gap is full of our relatives, sons, daughters, you know, uncles, aunts, you know. So you can't walk away. You have to pray. <laughs> you must pray. Amen. Because God has called us. Because, see, God knows who to call. When you're called, this is what, this is what I'm, I'm looking at. We need to be thankful that God has called us and used us for such a time as this. He must see something in you that's mighty, mighty precious. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a, a treasure in this earthen vessel. And God calls us, and he uses us. So don't despise a small beginning, because some people look at intercession as small. It's a high call. 
You know? You know, when people say, I don't know what I am, I'm one of the top two, they never say intercessors because they don't, they don't have that heart. They don't understand the function of an intercessor. They don't understand the foundation in which an, uh, an intercessor stands. But I believe God can call you just sitting at home minding your own business. And nothing formal has been called, but you can just have that heart. And know that God is looking for someone to bridge that gap. And I believe you can slide right into that slot and do a great work for God. Amen. So I'm not saying that we're the only ones. I know that's not true. There's intercessors in, in hospitals, you know, nurses and doctors that intercede on the behalf of the people. And this is what God loves. And this is what God likes. Don't let the devil fool you into thinking that it's something wrong with being an intercessor and there's something wrong with prayers and supplication that you can't you don't have time to do it this is the first trick amen don't let him do that because this is your this is your salvation and let me put it to you like this this is your bread and your water this is your food amen it, God has never failed to meet uh, my obligations because of what I do. Amen. And it has the best payoff. Don't ever put it down. And don't ever let God trick you into thinking you don't have time. You have time. Sometimes you have to make, uh, change your, um, you know, your schedule sometime, and that's okay. You know, but don't just put it on the shelf and don't go back for two or three weeks because one week going to feel good and then you're going to have another week. I mean, it's ridiculous. So you don't let your, and that's like staying away from God because then you start hiding because you don't feel good because you know. But sometimes you can get overwhelmed with life, but don't let life overwhelm you. Get back in there and repent, start working for God. And this is a great work. Amen. It's a good work. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, give God a hand. Amen. So 1 Timothy 2, did I read all of that? Oh, no, I didn't. I read the first one. And so it says, uh, God says, I give thanks to be made for all men. He wants all men saved, not just some men. He loves everybody. He loves the, the worst sinner. He loves murderers. He loves everybody. But if somebody don't pray, you know. See, we pray a prayer that talks about blood guiltiness. And God sees their evil deeds and bring these people to repentance. You know, you have to have the heart and the mind of God to pray for these situations so God can take care of them. We want all men delivered and set free. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, For kings... And all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And this is all God wants. God wants through the intercessor that people will have the knowledge and truth that sets men free. And he wants us to pray this for everybody. Why? So they will lead peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. That's all he wants. He knows we're going to sin. He knows we're going to mess up. But he wants us in a position where we understand his love, that, we be, that number one, we belong to him. Because we need to say the sinner's prayer and understand who we are and whose we are. And we need to leave that kind of life alone. Amen. And when we mess up 
and when we fall, you know, repent. God just wants us to repent, get that sin off of our souls so we can lead peaceable. Where, where is that scripture? In verse 2, peaceable life with all godliness and reverence. And that's all God wants. Amen. Verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who des- desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, the man Christ, and that's Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 6, who gave himself a, a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Hallelujah. And this is all God wants. God wants his sinners brought to repentance. But God is saying, can I find an intercessor? Is there an intercessor? Because I love them. He's already given us grace by faith to save us. See, grace has already been given. Grace is already done. You have to draw from it by faith. Amen. But who can do that if you, you, you don't know the Lord? If your foundation is so shaken by your sin that you don't know your way back. So he must find an intercessor. Amen. Hallelujah. So the foundations will not be destroyed. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 11. Are you being shaken up any? You're right. That didn't sound too good. But I'm going to keep preaching. Psalm 11, verse 3. And it says, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Amen. What can the righteous do if the foundations are destroyed? Hallelujah. God is looking for uh, unyieldingly righteous, the unshakable righteous. Amen. The righteous ones that knows how to accomplish God's heart, get it done. Amen. So God wants intercessors to pray for all men. We said that. Not just the righteous because he loves all people, saints and sinners alike. So if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you'll not refuse standing in the gap for God. That word gap means breach. I think I said that. Amen. And why don't you write down uh, Proverbs 15:9, And you can read more about the gap. And we need to know as much as we can know about the job that we've been called to do. Don't you agree? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Things that cause a foundation to break down, divorce, taking prayer out of schools, not praying at home, you know, not giving wise counsel to your children, this kind of thing. This transgender situation, you know, if you feel like a boy today, go in the girl's boy's bathroom. Feel like a girl tomorrow, go in the girl's bathroom. All of these things shake a foundation. Amen. And so these are the things that we intercede about. Amen. Hallelujah. But you have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
it's it's bad god doesn't like it when so many people don't know him and you know they don't know him by the, their acts that's the things that they do there's a dying world and people are rebellious but intercessors should always obey the instructions from god and when god gives an assignment obey right away because this is your calling god's not going to take it away from you because you don't like doing it you just somebody that's called and ain't doing your job that's disobedient and your foundation is shaken amen and then when you get people like that you pray for them if i get shaky you pray for me y'all understand we pray for one another <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> you call my house too many times and i'm doing something else so i quit answering the phone you better start praying but i don't think that will ever happen but you know we don't ever know i don't like to try to put myself above anything you know but some things i just know i won't do and i will never stop praying i will never stop praying amen because that's what i if think about it if we didn't do that what else would we be doing what else would we do we don't have anything else to do amen so you know we need to stay true to god this is not staying true to a person or to a church or to a people this is staying true to god because amen because he's the one that called you amen so obey right away and god's anointing to do the work he'll anoint you to do the work he's already anointed if he's called you to do it he's anointed you to do it just be faithful amen so where is the uncompromisingly righteous person who seeks truth and justice when you're in when you're an intercessor you seek truth and justice you want truth and you want justice you want everything that god has for you and you want to fulfill your duties to god you want to be faithful to god you want to do everything that god expects you to do and you want to do it proud and do it strong and do it on time because it's important for intercessors to do things on time amen hallelujah you have to do things on time you can't in other words you can't do it when you get around to it you do it on time you do it when that door or that window of opportunity is open to get it done and this is why jonah had such a hard time going to you know obeying god he he it was so funny to me i love the story but when he god said go to 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 uh nineveh he went to tarshish and he had a lot of people think that the well was to punish jonah it wasn't to punish him it was to save him amen because they had thrown him overboard you know sailors are very uh what's that word superstitious and they knew something was wrong so they threw him over where well, he went on and confessed and then he had to tickle a whale and make him throw him up you know and god took he took god through all of these changes just because he didn't want to intercede because he thought those people didn't deserve a second chance because they were bad people so he went the other way thinking he could hide from god you can't hide from god and all god wanted to do is god wanted him to preach an eight word sermon repent for the kingdom of god is at hand or it was eight words i know that that's all he wanted eight words and he didn't want to do it but i'm telling you 
after he went through so many problems, he decided to obey God. And then he got mad because God wouldn't kill him. Well, that's not why God called him. God don't, if God's going to kill somebody, which he never does, why would he call you to pray for them to get saved and set free? <laughs> See, Jonah had his marbles all screwed up and turned around. Amen. But he wanted Jonah to pray because he was a preacher and he wanted this little preacher to pray for the salvation of this, this city whose foundation had been shaken. They were wicked people and Jonah knew that and I think that's why he didn't want to go. He didn't want to pray for them because they were wicked people. But if the wicked don't need prayer, then he, who, who does? Who needs prayer? <laughs> Amen. We need to pray for all of the wicked. But God is calling the uncompromisingly righteous people. And this is who he is calling. Amen. And that's you and that's me. Amen. He needs people who's going to take a stand and not compromise. And nowadays there's a lot of compromise. People are doing a lot of compromising with this uh, wanting to be politically correct. And we don't want to step on anybody's toes because they'll sue us and take us to court in a minute. Like God's not in the courtroom. Amen. Lawyer up. God is in the courtroom. But, you know, amen. Lawyer up. God is with you. He is your, your wonderful counselor. He represents all of his people. But all of these things that's going on, people just want to compromise and settle. And you know in your heart it's not right. You know in your heart that you need to tell people before they go to hell, you know. And so we have to warn. We are the warning. Amen. We are the warning. We are the alarm that sound, that you sound. And so we need to feel comfortable in doing what God has called us to do. It's called an assignment. Amen. So obey your assignment right away. Hallelujah. And God will be exalted. And do not refuse to stand in the gap for God. Do not refuse to be uh, uh, a person that stands in, in the breach. Because it could be one of your relatives that's needing it. And so I, I feel like this, wherever you see one of mine, if I, I pray God that, Somebody, you know, that would uh, come into contact with my unsaved le loved ones and preach the gospel to them. It doesn't have to come my way. I don't care how they get saved. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Just put somebody, you know, pray that the Lord of the harvest send labors into their path to speak the word of life to them. Amen. That's my prayer. And so don't you know these people that we touch by being intercessors, their, their loved ones have prayed that same prayer for them. Amen. Those people who lived in Nineveh, they had family members that was, oh, God, if you could just save them, stop this stuff that's going on. And they were probably gambling, prostitution, all of these things that shake a foundation. And all of that stuff was going on. And these people have been praying and probably, you know, some relatives have been praying, God, send laborers. And so God has to call his intercessors into action. Amen. But the Lord is saying, where will I find an intercession? And he says everywhere that we read so far, he said he found none. 
Nineveh was a big city. It was a city over over a hundred thousand people, and and uh, <laughs> Jonah was willing for all of those people to just hit the hit the dirt, amen. Because it seemed I I don't think his heart he had a hardened heart. I know he didn't because God would have never called him to do that work. But I think sometimes if you ever felt like you see so much sin and you see so much that's going on that's wrong, you feel kind of helpless. I think that's how he felt. And he says, I am not going to go to to, uh, Nineveh. I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I think that's what motivated him to go in the opposite direction. But God knows what he's doing. And so ultimately he preached the gospel in eight little simple words, probably took five minutes. And there was repentance because that, you know, city was saved. And so we we don't know the outcome. All we know is to just trust God and obey him and do what, you know, we're supposed to do. If God puts you in a position to help someone, then do it. Don't hold back because maybe they're not your favorite person or maybe you're not going to get anything out of it. My goodness. Be a warrior for God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and so uh, Abraham was called because Abraham was an intercessor. He's the father of many nations. He was an intercessor. Don't despise your job, your small job. He was an intercessor. He was the father of many nations. And God used him uh, uh, to go to Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, to intercede for those people. And so you don't know the magnitude of your assignment. And sometimes God won't tell you. All he's looking for is someone that's going to obey. And we just have to obey him and trust that God knows what he's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Did we do Jeremiah 5? Let's go there. Moving right along. Hallelujah. Where is the uncompromisingly righteous person who seeks truth and justice? Intercessors seek truth and justice for all, not just for certain people. But, you know, we seek justice for everybody. We want everybody delivered. We want everybody set free. You know, I want your relatives serving God. You want my relatives serving God. Amen. We, we want them saved and delivered out of whatever it might be, homosexuality or alcoholism, drug dependency, whatever it is, we want these people set free. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have a common goal and a common fight. And this thing that I like about intercession, you always win because you have God backing you up. Amen. And then Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father forever making intercession for us. When you go in for a, a cause, Jesus goes in there with you as head intercessor. He's, you're not the only one praying. So don't ever feel like your one little prayer doesn't matter. It matters. Amen. It matters. And so all people matter. Black lives, white lives, pink lives, all lives matter. And they matter to God. And so we must just stay focused on what's important. And what's important is people's deliverance and being set free. Amen? Serving God and being blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jeremiah 5, verse 1. 
And it says, run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. See now and know. And seek in her open places. If you can find a man, if there is anyone who executes judgment, who seeks the truth, and I will pardon her. Amen. God says he will pardon her. Amen. Let's see. Let's go to Genesis 18. God is saying this. All of this sin and all of this stuff that's going on, all it takes is simple repentance. Some people are so far gone, they think there is no coming back. And for some of them, maybe it's not. But I know God never gives up on people. And so intercessors should never give up on people. Never look at a situation and judge it out of your own understanding. Are y'all here today? Just pray. Amen. And and repent daily. How, however often you need to repent. I know some of y'all don't never need to. But for those of you that do, <laughs> repent. Amen. Repent however as much as you need to. Amen. Stay clean with God. That's all I'm saying. So that you'll be able to do a great work for him. Amen. Because this is uh, a crucial time that we're living in, crucial days where the devil is running rampant. And I just hate to see what he's doing to people. He's killing kids, drive-by shootings. It's just ridiculous. And see, this is all of the signs of a foundation that's shaken. But I'm telling you, intercession, sometimes it only takes one quick prayer with with the right kind of heart. And then sometimes it may take two or three hits, and I don't mean that literally, you know, <laughs> you know, with the right people, <laughs> with the right people, <laughs> you know. So whatever it takes, be willing to go the extra mile for God. You're doing this for God. You're not, not doing this for specific people. Amen. Hallelujah. G- uh, Genesis 8. I'm sorry, Genesis 18, verse, what did I say? 17. And let me, let me read 16. It says, Then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom and Abraham. So, wait a minute. And looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on their way. And the Lord said, I shall hide from Abraham what i am doing amen and this is this is abraham had a call of intercession on on him verse 18 says since abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation you know he's going to be the father of many nations and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him oh that's a question let me read that again since abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may con- command his children and his household after him, and they keep the way of the Lord. In other words, if he's the father of many nations, then uh, God is saying that maybe he'll instruct and have some kind of influence over his house, like you and me. Amen. 
some listen, some don't. But he wanted to send someone that was mighty familiar with the situation so that he could get the job done. Amen. How far am I going? Going all the way down to 27. Okay. In verse 20 it says, And the Lord said, Because the the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now, and I think this is important for us to hear. I will go down. God says, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there. And went towards Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now see, Abraham went to God on behalf of the people. He saw that things were not looking good. But also he loved the people so much, just like Moses, that he asked God, if you go down and find sin and find this foundation in bad shape, will you destroy the righteous with the unrighteous? And that's a, that's a good question, don't you think? Wouldn't you be concerned about your loved ones that saved or your children that, that saved? And, you know, you want to know that when this thing goes down, will, will there be any sin? <laughs> Will they be saved, or is everybody going to go down together? And this is what he was asking. 24, it says, suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? And God's answer is interesting. Far be it from you to, to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked far be it from you shall not the judge of all the earth do right so the lord said if i find in sodom 50 righteous within the city then i will spare all the place for their sake are y'all here don't ever think that you don't make a difference do you know god will keep a business open because you're there Amen. And then when you leave, it fall apart. He'll keep a church open because you're there. And when it's time for you to leave, it'll fold. Amen. He'll do these things. He'll keep it open for the righteous. He'll do these things for the righteous. See, God is not this mean person like the, the, the Wizard of Oz behind that camera, that, that curtain. You know, he's not with a big voice. He's not that kind of person. Amen. God has tender mercies. The Bible says our mercies are new every morning because God gives us new mercies. Amen. You never use up your mercies with God. Never ever. You can't. In other words, you can't use God. (laughs) You can't use up your mercies. He's going to give you some more. Amen. But God is tired of wickedness. Wickedness does not make him feel good because he loves everybody. He loves all people. Amen. And so I, I admire Abraham for standing in the gap for you and me. Because he stood in the gap for the righteous people. Amen. 
And he says, I don't want them to go down, even if it's 50 of them, I don't want them to go down with the wicked. And God says he wouldn't do it. Verse 27, then Abraham answered and said, indeed, now I am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than 50. In other words, 45 righteous. Would you destroy the city for lack of five? And so he said, if I find 45, I will not destroy it. See, righteous keep, the righteous people keep, but you notice nobody don't like you. And that's good because if you fit in too much with the world, something wrong with you. Amen. But see, you don't never know where you go and what you're doing and how you bring peace to a situation or if you're going to keep a place afloat just by your presence. Are y'all here? Amen. And so you have to understand that God puts you. It may be a, 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 a place. You may be in a place where it's shaky. Or you don't, you don't like being. But you don't know why God has you there. Y'all here? So the thing about it is to stay until God shows you what you're there for. And when you're, amen. And when you're released, you'll know it. Amen. Sometimes you're immediately released. Sometimes you can read the handwriting on the wall and you know you're released. And sometimes you ain't. But stay until you know. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God uses people so much every day, it's just, it's almost uncanny because he knows what he's doing and he uses his intercessors. He, you know, and you may not feel important or you may not think that what you do is important for God, but I'm telling you, it's big. It's big because God, and, and then this is, see, God doesn't call everybody to this job. But if I were you, I'd take a roll check. Check the roll and look at the previous intercessors. Amen. And I know Jesus is on top of the list and Abraham is another one, father of many nations. I think it's a high quality job. It's just not high profile. Amen. I think that's what bugs people more. Not high profile, but it's high quality. So don't ever despise small beginnings. Amen. Because it's really what you may consider small is not really small. Amen. And so God places his people everywhere. Even sometimes if you went on purpose yourself and God didn't send you there. You know he'll use you anyway where you are for a season. Amen. This is just how God works. Amen. So don't discredit where you are. Amen. And if God has already told you to to go go in peace you can always tell when god has told somebody to to move because you ain't mad at nobody you just move you getting out of there for your own self satisfaction you ain't you're not in you know what i'm trying to say you're not in feuding you're not feuding with anybody all you want to do is just be free so that you can move to the next place that god is sending you amen but it's just so good because god uses his people did i do 27 yes then abraham answered and said indeed now i am but you know what i want to go further because he kept asking god those same questions let's go to 2029 he says and he spoke to to him yet again and asked suppose there would be like 40 
found there. So he said, I will not do it for the sake of 40. Then he said, Let's not, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. And so God said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, Indeed, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 should be found there. 20 uncompromising righteous. Amen. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. See how good God is? In other words, it's like this. Wherever you are, God won't destroy. Amen. He won't destroy it. The uncompromising righteous will hold the building up until you get out. Amen. You know, it was something at 9-11, and the whole thing was so horrific. I don't even really like looking at it anymore on TV because it brings back such bad memories. But I remember everybody that they interviewed after it happened, almost every one of those people, if not every one of them, said something told me to keep going, not to stop. And everybody started to go back up because they got a call that there was so many people stranded up in one of the other towers, that the one tower that was still standing. And they were going up, and you, you could see the footage where there were firemen going up, policemen going up. But they could not stop this single file thing that was going down, this line. And some of them had been climbing since, you know, like the 70th floor. But they, each one of those people said something on the inside of me said, don't look back and don't stop, keep moving. Even after the police said, go back up, and they said something said, keep moving. And see, that's the Holy Spirit saving those who are listening. His uncompromising righteous is tuned in on the right frequency. And they heard that voice. Now, the, the police, I'm not saying they weren't righteous. They were trying to save those people. Amen. So they were heroes, and we understand that. But the people who testified said that that still small voice on the inside said, don't stop, keep going. And it was, can you imagine going down 70 flights of steps? I can't. But I know it brought them to deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. And it was so good because they were able to hear one-on-one what really happened from people who were actually in that building and so that they could keep the record straight and i'm sure there were they saw like they were asking them did you see so-and-so did you know so-and-so yes i did they were on their way down too you know and this kind of thing so it's good to hear have an ear for god amen don't ever not listen to the still small voice that's on the inside of you amen let's go to romans 2 i'm almost finished Romans 2. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Amen. Romans 2, verse 4. And I think I've said this, but in Romans 2, verse 4, it says, let's see, do I have Romans 2? Okay, yeah. Let's do 3. It says, and do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, 
that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Amen? Hallelujah. God always pardons if you repent. God always, he never turns people away. If you repent, take responsibility. See, repentance is taking responsibility for what you've done wrong. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you do, God always pardons when you repent. He always does. And that goodness, his goodness leads men to repentance and salvation. Amen. Amen. God's judgment is always righteous. In other words, God is never wrong. He's always right. And when he brings judgment down, his judgment is always righteous. But the good thing about God that I like is his mind can be changed through prayer and intercession. Intercessors can always pray, change his mind. Amen. He, you, his mind can be changed. We have the power to do that. And this is why Abraham was bold, but he was also respectful of God because he kept apologizing to him. Well, you know, I know that, you know, and he was saying, but can I go further and ask you another question? If there were 40 people, you know, he was just trying to understand the severity of the outcome of what would happen to these people that he he prayed for. He cared. He See, because he walked in love, in the love of God. And so he really, like Moses, was always running to God, you know, repenting for the people. And that's because of godly love that's in the heart of man. Amen. And so Abraham was trying to understand what uh, would be their outcome of punishment. And he just didn't want to see the righteous punished with the wicked. And God let him know, no, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm not that kind of God. Amen. But we must stand in the gap. Amen. Intercession actually means that you plead someone's case to God and you ask for mercy for them. Amen. You ask for mercy for people. And God doesn't want to destroy them because he has a covenant with these people he's got covenant with and he has the word out there that he wants to fulfill god wants to fulfill the word and the promises that he's promised some of these even some of these sinners and so he doesn't want to punish them he want he wants to perform on his word and he wants to keep his covenant with his people amen and even those who are not his you know he answers the prayers of, of sinners too if they pray, he will answer their prayers. If It depends on the condition of your heart. And so this is really all God wants. He wants his word to prevail. He wants truth to prevail. He doesn't want to destroy anybody. Amen? Hallelujah. But this is why he's always looking for someone to bridge the gap. Looking for someone that knows him and knows the heart, his heart, to pray and intercede and get the foundation back where it should be. Amen. When it's not 
where it should be because of sin. And so God is always, you know, looking for that person or persons who are willing to make that sacrifice so that he can help people because this is his mission, not to harm, but to help. Amen. Hallelujah. We call it the art of intercession. I've heard a couple people uh, call intercession an art, and maybe it is because you just can't do anything. And you see how Abraham questioned God to find out exactly where his thinking was, what, what he, how he felt about certain things. See, intercessors know these things by the Spirit. You know how God feels about sin. You know, and you know that he loved the sinner. He just hates what they do. He hates the sin, but he loves them. And he wants them to be saved. And he's looking for his intercessors to pray. If you're at work and you hear that people have problems or somebody says, well, my, my mother had to have surgery or my son is in the hospital, intercessors quickly pray because this, that call is on the inside. And you know when you are supposed to pray. Amen? Now, the, the devil will always try to get you to harden your heart against like Jonah had a hardened heart against people. And it's like this. You start looking too hard at what they're doing. Like that person that looked out that window and their foot almost slipped when they saw the prosperity of the wicked. That's how the devil can talk you into getting a hardened heart. Are y'all here? So don't look too hard. In other words, just be obedient and follow instruction. Pray for people. And don't look at what they are doing. Don't look too hard because I'm telling you, hardness of heart will set in. You know, we've all been there where you, you get to thinking, well, they deserve it. You know, whatever. Like, like Jonah, kill them all. You may not have that kill them all attitude, but sometimes, you know, uh, those thoughts will go through your mind. Why don't they just serve God? It's so much easier. But they don't know. And, and a lot of these people love sin because sin has pleasure attached to it for a season. Are y'all here? It has some fun attached to it, but it doesn't last long. Amen. See, they're not looking at the not lasting long. They're looking at the pleasure of the season of sin. And so we have to understand that God is looking at this whole thing, and this is why he calls intercessors to pray because he wants these people brought out of where they are. And he wants them whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. He doesn't want to destroy mankind. If he did, he would have done it when he had a chance. Amen. Back when uh, Noah built the ark, he didn't want to destroy mankind. Amen. That's not who God is. That's not in his makeup. Amen. The devil wants to destroy mankind. And this is who most people are playing ball with. Playing ball with the devil and don't know it. Or even know it and don't care. I don't know. But I want to be used by God. I trust him and I trust what he's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Trust me, God will investigate all wicked people. He will investigate them. And he's already done that before he sent his intercessors in. He has investigated the whole situation. Amen. The, that when they had that tsunami, I think it was about 10 years ago, it was from nothing but sin. The foundations of that country 
I think it was an island. It was so shaken because of sexual sin. Amen. And there was not an intercessor to go in before the people. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is how this is how it's done. So the art of intercession, which is to walk in love and take a stand for God and bridge the gap. That's the art of intercession. God wants to bless us and bring men to salvation. And it's the goodness of God that leads to salvation. He wants to be good to people. God wants us to repent and to be pardoned. Amen. Let's go to Second Chronicles, verse 7, I think. Yeah. Second Chronicles. Help me find it, Lord. Oh, yeah, I think I know where that is. And it's a, a, a prayer. It starts off with, if my people, and people should know it, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And this is all God wants us to do. Amen? Second Chronicles 7. I'm sorry. Okay, verse 14. And it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal, heal their land. Very simple. Amen. That's all God wants. Wants us to, to He wants us to repent and to be pardoned. Repent and to be pardoned. And that's all. And God will use intercessors to get it done. Amen. Hallelujah. My people who are called by my name. We're his people. And we're called by his name. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, we'll hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sins and heal our land. When you mess up, you can always get forgiveness. Amen. Like Solomon, you can pray for the land and you can be forgiven. But if the people don't want to repent and they want to go on their own way, God's going to let you. Thank you. God's going to let you. If you want to repent, you don't want to repent. And you want to go on your own way, God's going to let you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But he wants to preserve the land. He wants to preserve your city. He wants to preserve your state. Amen. He wants to preserve this country, this nation. God wants to preserve it. And you know what? He's going to do it. He is going to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. But, you know, intercessors must stand up. Must stand up. In other words, intercede to plead the case of others. It's called standing up in truth. Amen. And not use tolerance as an excuse. Everything is tolerance. I'm so sick of that word. You know, the devil wants to pressure us to tolerate everything. And it's not God. God doesn't tolerate sin he just doesn't do it he's merciful but he doesn't tolerate sin and then when you speak up against it other people don't like you 
But God says to stand up. In other words, don't compromise. Stand up. Amen. Plead the case of others. And don't try to be politically correct. Amen. Don't use those excuses. Let people dislike you. Because guess what? They're going to dislike you. When you stand for truth, you're going to be disliked. You can't be liked by everybody. Amen. The devil's just going to string you along and play you. Because when you stand for God, you have to make a choice. And there is no Mr. (laughs) In-Between. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 1. It's my last scripture. Proverbs 1. And I think everybody know it, but I think we needed this because, well, God knows what you need more than you do. God knows what we need more than you do. And he really don't care if you don't want to receive it. But, you know, it's some things we just have to swallow. You ever had bad pills? You got a taste in your mouth. You didn't drink enough water and it's bitter. But it, it will work real good. Once it's dissolved, it does its work. Proverbs 1, verse 7. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of the sinner. Amen. In other words, don't walk where sinners walk. Follow, don't follow their advice or their plans, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Don't be relaxed and, have, and feel comfortable around mockers. Don't let people do you like that. Amen. Don't sit in the seat of scorners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. It's in God's precepts and his instructions. Amen. And if you're an intercessor, you shouldn't, you should, that's not foreign to you. Following instructions and living by God's precepts, that's like a vacation. It's awesome. And in his law, he meditates day and night. So we meditate on the word day and night. So and you should have a transformed or renewed mind. Amen. It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. In other words, the river and the streams tend to the trees, and the trees yield fruit that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not fade or wither. That means your fruit, you won't lose heart, and your fruit will always keep producing. Amen. And whatever he does shall prosper. In other words, whatever you do, Whatever God puts your hands to will come to full maturity. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And you will see the, the, the uh, fruition of what you have prayed, that your prayers, when you sow, you will reap what a, a harvest. Whatever you set your hands to, you will see it come to pass. I guess I'll go to verse 4. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the, of the righteous. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. It will come to an 
it will end in ruin and come to naught. Amen. So God stands with the righteous and with the, the justified. He, his judgment is justified toward the ungodly. But the thing about it, I believe God wants us to know today, is that we can stop the demise of a whole nation, a whole city, a whole state with our prayers. If we would just take what God has called us to do a little more seriously, spend a little bit more time, you got to make time. You're not going to have time to ever pray. You got to make time. Amen. You got to make time to pray. God wouldn't have called you if you, you weren't able to get prayers done. Don't let the devil pull that over on you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God is saying in this hour, is there an intercessor? Where's the intercessors? Do I have an intercessor? Can I find just one person that will stand in the gap, stand firm, and take a stand and come against what they see? Not wanting any to perish, but all come to repentance. Amen? Hallelujah. Will I find an intercessor? How many of you will say, God, here I am, choose me? Well, you might as well. You're already chosen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Father, we thank you for your word, and we bless you. We lift you up, and we love you, Father God. Father, I thank you for calling me as an intercessor. And I thank you for all of the people that you have placed me with to, to pray and to intercede for hard situations as well as the ones that are easy. And we thank and we praise you, Father, and we lift you up in Jesus' name. And we bless you and we honor you, Father. And we thank you, Father, that you are a merciful God and that you don't go through with what we deserve, but you always give us another chance. We thank you for the opportunity of repentance. And we thank you for allowing us to get it right, even when we've messed it up. And even if we're going to mess it up again. But you honor repentance. And we thank and praise you, Father. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. If there's anybody that wants prayer before we leave, you can come up and I will pray with you before we leave. And if uh, nobody wants prayer, we'll just meditate for a few minutes on the goodness of God because he is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. And he already has things worked out for your good. Just trust him. He's looking for people who want to trust in him and him only. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Holy, 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 holy.